Welcome to the All of Life podcast from Redemption Church Tempe, where we have conversations on faith, culture, theology, and beyond to help us live all of life, all for Jesus. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All of Life podcast. My name is Warren Williams, and today I'm joined by, I'm going to go around the around the horn here, and it's fitting that I use the horn since we're talking about sports today. Um, I got in front of me is Jim Mullins, then I got Stephen Collins to his left, and to my left is Jordan Unterbergen. For those who don't know, Jordan is the one that really brings this podcast to mm-hmm. life, and yep, so I'm facts, glad that, facts. yeah, we're glad that you're able to actually jump in front of the camera today <laughs> to give us your terrible sports takes oh, that yeah. we know that uh-huh. you'll be sharing today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you just wait. <laughs> hey, Jordan, you have a sports podcast, right? Yeah, it's coming out pretty soon. Uh, we actually just reframed the way we're doing it. Uh, it's going to be called The Intersection and should be coming out later this month. Okay. You yeah. owe us some money for... Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll have to discuss <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a business venture. I'd like to, like to plug out here. This, so that, this, this podcast is sponsored by... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the creational good of sports. Yeah. We're going to be talking about why do sports matter? Why does the gospel, how does the gospel implicate um, sports and how we engage in sports? Mm. And so we're going to start a conversation talking about that. And then we're also going to talk about some of the ways maybe that sports is uh, discipling us in ways that aren't helpful mm. um, to our faith. So we'll get into that. Um, but as I look around the table... I think I've had sports-related arguments with each one of you. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to that because I know you guys many, will have many. a lot to contribute <laughs> to this discussion. Um, and so let's just getting us started here. What are some of your, uh, what, is, or what, what is your favorite memory of either watching sports or playing sports? Mm. What, what, what would be mm. the memory that you still, um, yeah, still holds something special to you to this day? I'll tell you. I'll tell you about the last pitch I ever threw in baseball. That's surprising to hear from you. The, first of all, because you you abhor baseball. <laughs> well, no, no. I think I like the idea of baseball. Baseball is the jazz of sports. Like it's mm. conceptually mm. awesome when you hear someone explain it, but then just like not enjoyable. So <laughs> um, I disagree. But anyway, go yeah, ahead. Man. Yeah, you probably like jazz and baseball. But, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, it, I was like, I don't know, fifth grade or something like that. Yeah. I'm pitching, and the one girl in the league, the one girl in the league comes to, to, up to the plate. And she was the one girl in the boys' league, and there's that pressure of, like, if she hits a home run off of me, yeah. then, then all these guys are going to yeah. give me a hard time. This was also, like— 20 years ago, right. 20, Please 30 don't years ago. My man. This is just yeah, don't, <laughs> don't cancel me. I'm yeah. just talking is, about yes. reality of like 28 Kids. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would have stood up for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, what I was doing is I was terrified of right. this thing. So I thought, I'm going to throw as hard as I possibly can just <laughs> to show my stuff. Right. So I just put, you know, and I was a chunky kid too, so I put all of that, <laughs> all of that behind it, and uh, everything I had behind that ball, and it was a fastball like I've never thrown before, but it lost a little accuracy, mm. and then, pop, hit her in the helmet. Oh, yeah, man. it, 
it, that ain't it. It looked like I had assassinated her. And every single person in the stands and on the field immediately starts shaming me in this moment. Oh, what's your problem, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. My, my, my coach pulls me out of the game, sits me on the bench, and that was the last pitch I did. ever threw in baseball. Wow. Yeah. Were yeah. you, like, banned from the league, or did you just—was it just too crushing? He's banned, he's banned from the sport. <laughs> yeah, he's banned from the sport. I, I probably still am banned. If, if you go—no, I wasn't banned— but I just never wanted to show my face around there. I hear that, man. <laughs> I hear that. That's so good. All right, Stephen, what about you? Yeah, I'm not going to try to follow up that story of a personal one, so I'm going <laughs> to give you my favorite moment as a fan. I'm going to take you back to a day where God's face was shining. Red lightly. Favor. Uh, it was January 19th. Okay. Is this about debt left shrimp? <laughs> no, this is, a, this is a better moment than losing in the finals to MJ. January 19th, 2014. The tip. So... The Seattle Seahawks. I'm a Seattle sports fan. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Sonics. So, hated rival, San Francisco 49ers coming to Seattle. Kaepernick's driving. Things are looking bleak. And Richard Sherman tips the ball. Mm. Interception. Sends us to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say the Super Bowl because we blew them out 43-7. So... The greatest moment I have as a you know fan. What happened the next year? I'm sorry. Go ahead. The next year was traumatic moments. That's it. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, was that like right when he accosted Aaron Andrews? Yeah. And, yeah. If you try me with a cyber yeah. receiver like, like that, Michael, that's the result you're gonna get. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get Don't into you ever talk, talk about, about me. the negative aspects of sport. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get into no. that. So yeah. <laughs> our one, our one ring of my lifetime. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. It was glorious. Good. It was good. That was yeah. a moment. That was a really— It, it was a moment. <laughs> recent memorable sports moment is oh, yeah. Richard Sherman giving that interview. And, Don't uh, you ever talk letting, about me. Letting his feelings be known about Michael Crabtree, the wide receiver at yeah. the time. So that's, yeah, that's great. That was great. All right, Jordan. Um, I know you're like 12 years old, and so your sports memories old, are going to yeah. be <laughs> the last five years or so. <laughs> and, you know, your shirt probably is a tell. But anyway, what is, what is your favorite sports memory, man? I'm actually I'm gonna share one okay. from my you know my personal accounts on the field. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm seven years old at the time, right? I just finished my first season of football. I was six at the time, playing with eight and nine year olds, mm. which me and my dad thought was a good idea. I was a whole lot smaller than everyone else, so every practice, you know, we're doing hitting drills. Oof. I'm just getting pummeled, like pummeled, you know, crying. And my dad had this one rule: like you're not gonna quit, you're not gonna stop. And for whatever reason, when it came to football you have to play at least two seasons to figure out if you like it. Mm. So after the first, I'm like, man, I'm done. I don't want to play. He's like, no, you got to do it again. That summer, he had me lining up against a neighbor from down the street, like just hitting each other back and forth, right? So we get to first practice of my next season, <laughs> and uh, I'm putting the pads on. I'm scared. I'm scared as heck. Yeah. And uh, they lined me up in front of this kid who had like, he had come with like all these accolades. They're like, oh man, he was so good wherever he played at before. They say hike. They give me the ball. I go. I hit him. He hits the ground. He starts crying. Ooh. All of a sudden, everyone's like, man, who's this kid? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, who is this kid? Like, I, I've been crying all summer. I've been hitting. And uh, they had me line up against him one more time. Exact same thing happened. I felt bad. At the same time, I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not the punk that's crying anymore. Hey. So, uh, but yeah, and then ever since then, got the nickname as the bus. So, yeah. The bus. Yeah, man. And and you played high school football, yeah. And and you kind of ran like a Jerome Bettis or something, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
I can yeah. see you're a running back. Yeah, I was a fullback, running oh, back, nice. linebacker, DN. I can kind of see. I see a little drone. Yeah, yeah, I see that. All fullbacks start off like, oh, I was a running back. And then they throw in the fullback stuff later. Yeah. I was a fullback. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fullbacks, they do the bruising work, yeah, man. man. They, yeah, they man. advance the ball and, yeah, they do the hard work. All right. So my favorite sports memory. Um, so I did play some baseball and I played some football growing up. But actually, my favorite sports memory was being at Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. um, and the old stadium, not the new one. Um, the new one is very was when at least people were allowed to be there. It was like very quiet. Everyone's on their phones. Like in the old stadium, it was the true Bronx Zoo. And so I was there for a playoff game versus the um, the uh, Seattle Mariners. Um, who uh, mm, ever? Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> That <laughs> no, was actually 2000. Um, and the Mariners were, had this, like, great team. They won a bunch of games. And the Yankees, um, in one of the, the playoff games, they hit a walk-off home run. Alfonso Soriano hit the, the walk-off home run. And the stadium went crazy. I think I drank beer at 12 years old because it was being poured over my head. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was a horrible story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I know, I know it's painful for you. But, um, yeah, that, that, I, I have uh, very fond memories of being in Yankee Stadium when it was— Rocking. So, um, yeah. So uh, today, um, it was cool to hear all the different memories, man. Sports. I'm sure for you guys listening, you can think back to your favorite sports memory. Um, sports plays such an important role in our lives and in our culture. Um, even like if you don't love sports, you kind of can't avoid it. <laughs> it's like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, either your kids play it or you're watching. It comes on TV. It's just a very um, yeah, prominent part of our culture yeah. in the world. Um, and so, Jim, um, I know you've been doing a lot of work recently on and giving some talks and stuff on like the creational good of sports. Can you tell us more about like what you will, what you're speaking on and yeah. what are some of the things you're thinking through? Well, you know, before diving into some of the stuff, sure. I, what I would love to do is I, I'd love to give a hypothetical situation mm. and let us have some dialogue around that. Okay. 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 All right. So here's the hypothetical. Who, Jordan, tell us like who is a True Lakers fan. Like, who's a famous Lakers fan? A like, famous Lakers fan. Yeah, like, they have them all in the stands. But who's, like, is it Jack? Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, here's the hypothetical. Warren, you're preparing for a sermon right now. You got one coming up yes. in a few weeks? Yes. LeBron James and Jack Nicholson show up at Redemption Tempe. Mm. They hear Warren's excellent sermon. <laughs> they place their faith in Jesus. Mm. And then afterwards, they go over to like, I don't know. They go they go over to to Spokes or something, and they're having a meal. And uh, we see them there, and you hear them talking. And th- here's the discussion they're having. LeBron is looking over at Jack Nicholson, saying, "I think I need to retire from basketball. Mm. I need to quit basketball altogether, because at the end of the day, does this even matter? Mm. It's just a game." And then you think Jack Nicholson's going to be like, no, don't do it. And he's like, you're right. And I need to stop watching sports because mm-hmm. uh, this is just worthless. It's a waste of time. I need to focus my time on Jesus, and, and that's what matters. And therefore, like, sports doesn't matter. Jesus matters. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? So they slide up a chair. You're sitting down, yeah. and they're asking, why does sport matter? Mm. Why does it matter to God? Mm. What what are you gonna say? Yeah, I I, I can kick us off here. Um, I would say 
that this goes back to what does it mean to be human? Mm. Uh, what does it mean to be human? We see the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. God gives this charge to Adam and Eve. Uh, this is like fundamental. What does it mean? These first people, for sin has infected and affected all things. This is like first pages of the Bible. And, and God gives them this charge to, to be fruitful and multiply, to subdue creation. You say this cultural mandate, this yeah. creational mandate. And I'd say part of being human uh, is sport. Mm. Part, of, part of subduing creation, part of, uh, part of even just tied up into our humanity is things that would come out of, come out of culture, things mm. like sports. So everything from uh, traditional American sports to all over the globe, all these different aspects are just the product of, I think, what we were charged to do. Mm. So, so LeBron then opens the Bible, <gasps> turns to Genesis 1, mm-hmm. and he says, okay, I see what you're saying, but the way I read it, Bible's telling me to go be a farmer. So that's what I'm going to do. That's the one valid uh, occupational activity because yeah. it says nothing about basketball in there. That's true. That's true. So LeBron's saying, how are you getting basketball from, you know, subduing the earth and having dominion yeah. over animals and things like that? Mm. Yeah. What would you guys say? Like, where would you get that? What, you get, what are you going to say to LeBron? The, the Lakers are at stake here, Jordan. <laughs> Speak into it. Yeah, where do you see it? Mm. Not just yeah, Jordan, anyone. No, I would just say um, the the claim that we make that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Is he is Lord of all things. Mm. Um, there is not a square inch of a creation that falls outside of his lordship. So yeah. it's not a question of if it matters. It's like... We know that it, it definitely does matter. Jesus is Lord over it. Now, how does that truth implicate um, the game? How does yeah. it implicate how we interact yeah. with this game? Mm. Um, so it's not a question to me of like, um, you know, if it matters, it's like re- reconciling with the fact that Jesus is Lord. How does basketball? Yeah. yeah. How's basketball affected by that claim? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, Go ahead. I'll say, like, the Bible doesn't end in Genesis 1. Right. right? Yeah. Like the, it, the, the garden eventually leads to a city exactly. in Revelation mm. 21. And this idea of, of we don't see when Jesus restores all things an idea of going back to some garden. But we yeah. see what the garden was always meant to become, a city full of life and culture and, and uh, culture making. Yeah, but there's I, I don't see any references to basketball. <laughs> I also don't see any references to to the internet that we were watching yeah, the yeah. smartphones, these microphones. Okay, you know. so does that now we just have a discussion <laughs> about whether we should get rid of the internet, you know? <laughs> it, it, all you've done is taken more things away from us. <laughs> uh, so so let's go back to what you were saying. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you talking about Jesus being the Lord over everything. I think one uh, you know, we don't throw the word Lord around mm. very much. Mm. I mean, it's a it's a royal word, kind of meaning king. King. Another way you can describe that is by saying that God owns everything. Right. Mm. He is. It belongs, it belongs to Him. Exactly. And uh, you know, Psalm twenty four one says, "The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in it belongs to Him." Mm. And I heard someone talk about how the value of there's a house that's uh, on the East Coast. It's an old house that would have been knocked over long ago, but it's treated with reverence because of who owned it. Mm. It was George Washington's house. Yeah. Mm. It's not an impressive house. It shouldn't be preserved 
other than the fact that you care for it based on who it was, mm-hmm. who's the owner of so it. Good. And therefore, all of creation should be treated with this certain respect, this certain reverence, because God is the owner of it and deeply cares about what he owns. Um, so, so with that said, I mean, let's play with this a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Like, let's get specific, not just sports, but let's name some of our favorite aspects of sports that God is the owner of. Like, he's the creator of it, yes. the Lord of it. So, I mean, what do you got? I think even, like, the training of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, the subduing of creation of, like, your physical body sure. that, sure. like, by um, training it for, like, you know, to be an NBA player, like, you are you are digging up, like, the the diamonds, the mine. You're, like, mining your body <laughs> to, yeah. To, yeah. to get its full potential. Yeah. Um, like, even that is, like, a, a, a stewardship. Amazing yeah. stewardship of God's creation, but with the, the gift of the body that God has given you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Paul says, like for while bodily training is of some value, godliness or godly True. training is of I don't want to butcher yeah. the yeah. rephrasing of it, but you know, like you see, there's an importance there of you know, like there is value in training our body, stewarding it. Like you yeah. said, you know, the gifting, the giftings that God gave you. Like LeBron, I mean, clearly he was gifted to play the sport of basketball, or could have played the sport of football, you know, and being fruitful in that is stewarding yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Man, I can keep going. So you talked about the body. The body. I mean, like, the mind. Give me, give me, give me like a muscle group or a specific Man, function. Your calves. Mm, calves. When you're yeah. going to make a slam dunk, you yeah. see what LeBron does. We look at those dunks in awe. Yeah. We're in yeah. awe of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you feel that emotion right there? Yeah. That that awe, I think ultimately is a, a an awe toward God, the the artist behind the masterpiece of the creation of mm. a calf muscle. Yes. Yeah. That when you see yes. a dunk yeah. from the free throw line, like what? Whatever that yeah. thing is that happens inside of you is a is a wow toward God who created the calf to be able to work in that particular way. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. like staring at the Grand Canyon. Like, you're like, wow, mm, I yeah. can't believe that. Like, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Stephen. <laughs> no, I, I think another layer of this too, like what some of you said at the beginning, Warren, of like you're at Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You're, you're part, like, this idea of God owns the idea of, of meaning and significance, mm-hmm. of belonging to a community. Like God mm. is the maker of all people. And there's this idea of part of the thing of sports that I know I love is it being part of a fan base. Yes. And the idea of like even not cheering for the team of my local city, mm. it's like I'm missing out on something significant by not being a part of a community. Right. It's yeah. all rooting for the same team. And I think about like being at a stadium, cheering with thousands of people. Yes. Mm. Like there's a meaning and a belonging and a purpose that like God owns that. He yeah. put that into our, we did the Imago Day podcast a couple of episodes. Yeah. Like, that's part of our image of God. Yeah. Is because God is a yeah. community. Yeah. Uh, as the Trinity. Mm. And like he owns that. It's that's so him. good, man. Yeah. Like there are so many different things that divide us as a culture, right? Like maybe if you put those fans in a stadium in a room and you ask them what their political views are, oh. they'd be like, you know, it'd be <laughs> yeah. crazy. But for that, that two hours or oh, so yeah. that they're together, it's like mm, they are unity. one. There's something, and you feel it. Like yeah. you feel like, yeah. wow, there is something here to. Yeah. Um, just us being like in awe and like uh, celebrating together, yeah. um, and yeah, I, I think that that is something that's really special. Yeah, Jordan, what's something about sports, like a part of sports that God owns that you that you love? 
<laughs> I mean, he was kind of just touching on it, but like, you know, there are so many different things that do divide us. You go to a, you know, let's say we go to a Cardinals game together. There's a sense of unity there amongst different cultures, uh, mm-hmm. races, ethnicities that we see, you know, in revelations, right. you know, like that God owns uh, the, all of his people and the yeah. fact that we are united together in one mm. place, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Even even the the design of uniforms, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, Get that watch on, right? Like, yeah. it's just, there's just so much yeah. to it, man. And the Cardinals need to yeah. upgrade. Let's be honest. Let's be well, honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, the Seahawks need to upgrade in their fans. The Super hey, Oh wait, no, twelve man, baby, twelve man. So we're losing viewers by the Super Yeah, don't worry. There's no Seahawks fans. No, no, no. It's just you, just you, Steve. There, I, I would say for me, uh, one of the big things is uh, the triangle offense. Yes. Uh, I love the triangle offense in basketball. And I think what it does is it displays um, an, an order with which uh, the, the, the order that you see in the triangle offense and also the freedom to adapt and create. Yeah, yes. Uh, is resonance of God's creation, which, which is created with this perfect order, but also there's an agency and freedom that he mm. gives to his people to cultivate the world, you know? And when you see it run well, you're seeing a little glimpse yeah. of what God is like. He yeah. owns that. I, th- I think another thing that is important in this is not just that God owns it, but he actually delights in his creation. Mm-hmm. In Genesis 1, when you see uh, God, he— He's not just, when he's auditing his creation, every aspect of creation, he's not just saying, it's fine. He says, it's good. He's declaring its goodness. He's enjoying it. And even on the Sabbath, when he rests, what's he doing? God does not need rest. Delighting. He's delighting. Mm -hmm. He's enjoying the goodness of what he just Mm -hmm. made. There's a, I got this quote here, Tish Harrison Warren. She says, when we enjoy God's creation, we reflect God himself. This is, in, this is interesting because I think it has, uh, it connects with the fan aspect of things. When we enjoy God's creation, we reflect God himself. God does not stoically pronounce creation good like a disinterested manager checking off a quality checklist so that he can clock out early. God delights in the perfect acoustics of ocean waves swoons over the subtle intensity of dark chocolate and glories in robin's eggs and peacock calls now she she's got she got really poetic yeah brain. i'd replace dark chocolate with milk chocolate too but anyway go ahead yeah. sorry well you'd be wrong <laughs> but you're right hey so here's the question I agree. here's the question if she was to continue that sentence with some basketball references mm. yeah. or some sports references mm. not basketball even though we know basketball is the best sport um, what what would it be? God, del- she's gonna finish it. God delights in not just the perfect acoustics of ocean waves and dark chocolate, but God delights in blank. The connection made in an alley oop. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Going. Like going. when you see an alley oop, you know something special is happening. Yeah. You know you're mm-hmm. witnessing something special. Yeah. Like all yeah. everything that it takes with the bodies mm-hmm. moving, the timing to put that together is like yeah. It's like what you were talking about. It's awe-inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's what that would, that's what, I'm saying. what else? Think about God delights in the walk-off homer. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> about 
Yeah. I don't know if there's any more like mic drop moment than a walk-off yeah. home run. What about the yeah. bat flip? The mm. bat flip, mm. the, arti- the artistry of <laughs> Man. the body yeah. the bat flip. <laughs> what do you got? I think God delights in the quickness and the artistry and footwork that a receiver uses to get off the line and get away from his defender creates spacing. Ooh. Yeah. I like that a lot. And a hole in one because you got, you know, you have oh, golf yeah. fans out yeah. there too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's so what, what, what sports haven't we covered here? So we got, we, we took hey, basketball, football. The grunt and tennis. Yeah. God yeah. delights. Hey. Actually, let me, let me attempt, make it take, take a swing at tennis. <laughs> no, this is off script, folks. <laughs> good. Yeah. Let's this hear good. this, Jim. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. No. But the, but the the movement of the ball, yeah, mm. and the in the in the control that happens with the movement of the ball, yeah, is displaying the brilliance of physics. God created the laws of physics, yes. and the brilliance yes. of them yeah. are being put yeah. on display by the faithful movement of that ball, obeying the way that God has created. Uh, the world. Yeah, we can just end the podcast right there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Maybe the most like fundamental sport, right? Like running. Like, yeah. I think about like in our, own, in, our own church, yeah. in our own congregation. Yeah. You got Paul who's training a little. I think about like Usain Bolt running the 100 meter, arms out, shoelaces like untied, like just crushing it. Yeah. I think about like all the training, like how he, uh, I think about like he has perfected. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the the most basic of like human movement. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think about like subduing creation. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it's just it leaves you yes. in awe. Yes. Like, yes. You, you can picture that Olympic you know scene yeah. where it was, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So I, I think this is relevant relevant uh, for when we're talking about what it means to be a fan of sports because mm. I think a lot of people can get there with playing sports. Yeah. Sure. But being a fan of sports. Um, is this delighting in what God delights in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I love First Timothy four, mm. um, where 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 it says that everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected. Nothing is to be rejected. Not sports. Not food. Nor, none of these things yeah. that are part of creation. Yeah. If it is received with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah. How does that change the way that we should approach being a fan of sports? Because we can talk about all of these things that are awesome and we can do them in an idolatrous way or an escapist way. But what does it look like to have a posture of thanksgiving as a fan? Does it mean you pray before every game like you pray before every meal or something? But like, (laughs) like, that's sort of a shallow way of doing it. But what does it really look like? Yeah, Yeah. Man, um, I would say it's just something that I see that like, you know, when sports goes wrong is like the athletes are not seen as like human beings, mm. right? Right. Um, and so, like, let's say for instance, um, when LeBron left Cleveland, right, and people mm. are like burning jerseys and yeah. stuff like that, or you know, somebody misses a shot at the end of the game, and then there's like this dehumanizing, um, mm. just just like response. Mm-hmm. Um, to these athletes, like you're not being grateful for like the ways that God has even gifted us with sports and mm-hmm. gifted us with these folks who are able to do these things and provide us enjoyment and delight. Like you are, um, yeah, I, I think in 
remembering athletes' humanity and not just seeing them as like, oh, you know, they're here just to make me happy or to serve. You know what I mean? Like they're, but remember that they're actual human beings with thoughts, emotions, feelings. And like when they miss something or they mess up, they feel a million times worse than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keeping that in its proper context. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Jordan, how about you? Like what's the difference between uh, watching the Lakers game with the posture of Thanksgiving versus watching someone watching the Lakers game with no reference to the God who created this stuff. Like, mm. what's the difference? Um, like, what does it look like in real life? Yeah, I think, uh, man, there can be a sense of, how do I put it? I think of, like, like silly superstitions, uh-huh. right? Like, oh man, yeah, I started watching in the second half and that's when they started losing and that's when they went down. So I need to turn this off. Like there was a sense of control or like, you know, uh, too much importance put into it. I, I don't, I can't really name it right now, but um, yeah, just that, that crazy belief that what you do or what you're not doing is affecting the game before you or affecting yeah. the players before you, you know? And I think even part of that too is the, um, the live experience uh, to the extreme level of like calling a player outside of his name yes. or, you know, doing something that you think you can do to affect the game before you. Yeah. So Calling a fan outside their name. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen some of those videos online yeah. Yeah. where, you know, a time of enjoyment, a time where we're supposed to be together watching this team, you know, you combine um, excessive drinking and, you know, oh. just things taken out of context and before you know it, somebody's, Punching somebody else in the face, yeah, and having to listen to our first podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I, I think part of the reason, I think part of the reason why people's prayer lives are so boring, mm. or they mm. struggle, is because you think that all you can bring up in prayer is medical reports mm. and evangelistic aspirations, yes. and then maybe some like reciting of some theological yep. stuff, yeah. But but the reality is. If we really are seeing God as the creator of all things and the giver of all good gifts, yeah. our prayer life should be a constant posture of thanksgiving for all of the small little things that we see that are these gifts from God. Yeah. Mm. So if you jumped out of your seat because you saw uh you 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 saw Derek Jones Jr. just about jump over somebody mm. and dunk on some mm. someone, but then in your your prayer life that doesn't come up, and you're saying thank wow. you, God, for that, mm. and saying the gift of uh, wow, the the way that the your image was displayed and the power and the finesse of that. We know that you are all the more powerful oh. and all the more <laughs> so good, man. You know? That's so good, man. And it's yeah. with, so that good. should be with everything. Yeah, uh, food, music, right? Uh, good totally. conversation with folks. You know, uh, you go to the doctor. And, yeah, yeah. That's so good. So um, another reason why it matters uh, that I want to bring up that's rooted also in Genesis 1 is that God's character is seen through creation, Mm. especially through his image bearers. Mm. In other words, when you see human greatness, what you're seeing is is a reflection of God's greatness. Humanity Mm -hmm. is like this mirror or this self-portrait that God has created to show mm-hmm. a little bit of what he's like. So uh, to play with this, let's, let's, let's start off and let's just name 
some things that we love about who God is. Like, let's just throw yeah. those out mm-hmm. on the table. <clears throat> yeah. Just, just he's, throw them out. Yeah. Faithful. He's yeah. faithful. God is a comforter. Comforter. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. He, he's a father. He's a father. Yeah. yeah. He's a provider. He's a provider. He's a creator. Yeah. He's the source of all wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Powerful, majestic. Mm. Yeah. And so all of those things, those are just words. Yeah. Mm. Unless there's some human reference, unless you've yeah. seen and experienced those things. Yes. What we're encountering in human excellence is a living, breathing analogy of what yeah. God mm. is like. Yep. And so let, let's talk about that. You said you said faithfulness. Yep. Where in sports yeah. do you it's, see faithfulness? Mm. Where do you see it? I mean, we're in Arizona, right? I yeah. mean, you see somebody like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Like, hasn't left. Yeah. He could have chased rings. He's stayed here in Arizona mm. through, like, thick and thin. Like, there's a faithfulness to the city. Yeah. I think true. about, like, that totally images God mm. in that. And, and people love him for it. And they mm. appreciate him. Like, you know, Jerry Rice is the best receiver, but he's the favorite receiver in this. And, like, people are, I mean, yeah. ride or die with yeah. like, Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, man. Because yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, faithful. Yeah, that's true. He's he has staying. been faithful to the city. Yeah. About uh, someone said creative. Where do you see creativity? <sighs> man, in a in a point guard threading the needle on a pass, yeah. man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Chris Paul stuff. Yeah. Mm. I mean, James Harden creating offensive moves that we've never seen before, yeah. right? Yeah. Like just innovation within yeah. sports. Yeah. Um, or even like with the design of their jerseys, you see yeah, some players like. You know, taping up their cleats, the way that the designs that they draw on their yeah. cleats, uh, you know, uh, clipping up your jerseys yeah. beneath your pads, like, you know. Exactly. Triangle yeah. offense, like even yeah. offensive well, schemes yeah. and, I mean, football and basketball, I'm thinking primarily, like even the 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 ways that the, that players yeah. are used in different schemes, it's, yeah. it's amazing, man. Yeah. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah, whoever decided, hey, I'm going to, Take the offensive lineman, put him in the backfield. Right. Yeah. And, uh, all the like yeah. when, when you're on the goal line and they throw a pass, a touchdown yeah. to an offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that is one of the best things that yeah. happens in sports. Yeah. One of those what about, big guys. You said provider. What about like as a provider? What what do you think? What comes to mind for you? Mm. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> as a provider. Yeah, where do you see provision happening there? Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. Let, let's just call it guys like uh, Tristan Thompson. Uh huh. Ain't getting paid. <laughs> LeBron James yes. ain't carrying him to the promised land. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I agree. But I think, like, yeah, when we hear provider, we always go to money mm. first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But what else is being like, provided? Just enjoyment. Right, yeah. like mm, in yeah, the totally. in the ways that they ex- like people excel at sport, or comp- you watch a competitive game and you are like so drawn in, like mm-hmm. you are yeah. provided enjoyment, you are provided delight in seeing human beings again steward their talents, their God given abilities to the fullest degree, and working their tails off to to, to play yeah. hard. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there is that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> some receipts, you know, Jordan. You you talked about father. That was the one that was. Maybe the hardest to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you you got something? Yeah. I mean, you think about, you hear some stories of like kids growing up, um, rough backgrounds, rough childhoods, Mm. 
and you know there's not maybe parent figures present mm-hmm. and like sports kind of allowed them yeah. to mm. um break free from some of the the things that they were having to deal with the really hard situations that they were placed in um and like sometimes a, a coach would yes. step in and mm. be a father figure mm. to oh, some yeah. of those players that all the time completely change the trajectory yeah. of their lives yeah, yeah. Yeah, I basically uh, want to be adopted by the Suns coach, Monty Williams. <laughs> Monty Williams, exactly. <laughs> his, 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 like, post-game speeches are, like, like all the fatherhood I need, yeah. pretty much. Like, <laughs> Tony Dungy. Yeah. Like, Tony Dungy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, uh, well, it, the, the other one I wanted to mention here was uh, that God created humans to cultivate and sustain his creation. So, uh, in other words— when God made the world, what did he not create in the beginning? This, most people would just say, he created everything. And it's blasphemous. Well, we have an iPhone. We're talking yeah. about microphones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in the beginning, you, you've got uh, a world that where God showed restraint. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't create every object that would be created or person that would be created, but decided to create through human hands and yep. sustain through human hands. Um, and basically he hid the potential in his creation that when it gets cultivated out, you see the gifts and the generosity from God. So when you guys think of sports and you see, uh, the cultivation of something, what, what, what is a potential that God hid in creation that he was just waiting for humans to discover Mm. that you think gets discovered in sports and therefore shows off God's brilliance? Like he hid the baseball bat mm. in the maple tree. Yeah. And there is a feeling wow. of connecting yeah. with a wood bat wow. that's different than a metal bat. Yeah. And there's a sound that is beautiful. And then we're in Arizona, right? Spring training, like we're yeah. renting, but it's yeah. not getting started. Yeah. It's oh, different, yeah. Right, right? right, like, right. Yeah. Like right now. And just the idea of like that, that sound, like God hid the, the Louisville slugger in the maple tree. Yeah. See, 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 he, he, he pulls right from the symphony of mission. No love to my book. He definitely did. Here I am promoting podcasts over here. You definitely did. You definitely did. Yeah. As one author says, look to that camera. Co authored with Michael Goheen. Go order the symphony of mission. It's phenomenal. Jim, it's a great book. It is. You should go read it. It's a classic. I'm honestly messing around. It's a classic. Uh, no, but seriously, yeah. uh, wherever books. No. <laughs> we'll drop the link in the, the show, show notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. So the hidden potential, mm. Jordan. When you think of some aspect of sports that God was waiting for people to discover, like what comes to mind to you? I mean, God created a a green earth. With green grass, mm, yeah. and on that grass, the potential to play golf. Yeah. You know, a sport where we hit a ball onto the grass, where it's cut differently, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the easiest see, one. That yeah. comes see, that's the most Calvinist thing you've said right there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know why? Because jo- John Calvin said that there's not a single Squirt, yeah, blade, blade of grass mm, yeah, blade that's of not grass. intended to make us delight. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Getting all, Getting all Calvinist on Getting all Calvinist on man. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, what, what about you, Warren? What would you say? Oh, man. 
Yeah, I was I was trying to think of what what, what would I say. Um, the Louisville Slugger one was, you know, that's actually yours. So I, <laughs> Stephen already stole that one. Um, ah. you know, you know what's interesting yeah. is uh, I actually want to toss this back at you. Okay, hmm. um, let me hear it because Stephen brought this up earlier. Competition. Yeah. In what ways is competition? a way uh, to cultivate God's creation. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think uh, there is a, so I think we can immediately think of like the negative things that yeah, yeah. come with competition. <clears throat> but I think even like competition could be um, a challenge of like stewardship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like who mm. is best able um, to steward um, and discipline themselves and be faithful in those, like some of those things we're mentioning, themselves into being excellent so they can excel in yeah. this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing um, as long as, um, I guess, whoever is winning um, doesn't take all the credit for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like at, its, at its healthiest, yeah. competition breeds development, mutual development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? totally. Mutual development. Totally. Yeah. Talk about that. Because, yeah. like... Yeah, tell us more. Um, like, okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying to, oh, man. Like, let, let's take you in in football growing up. Mm. Uh, if it's just you practicing by yourself. Yeah. How do you? Yeah, like if my, if my dad, you know, I mean, again, extreme example. But if my dad doesn't line me up with others, if I'm not constantly saying what it's like, what other competition looks like, what another level looks like, I don't know what I can rise to or what I'm a- what I could be able to rise to or even what a baseline of good. Mm. There is no, uh, there's no development. There's no improvement. There's yeah. not, yeah, like. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I'm blanking on the word I had, but yeah. Yeah, go ahead, dude. I was thinking about like, you go back and watch like 1950s basketball with like, you know, Bob, Bob Cousy, <laughs> go two hand set shots. Fundamentals, man. It is not causing worship <laughs> for anybody. But like, but you get this idea of like the deve- the competition, the game has evolved to a place where you have alley oops, yeah. you have Steph Curry pulling up from the parking lot and just like the, the, the excitement with that. Or you take something like gymnastics, uh, watching a, or in the last Olympics, they were showing through the ages like what a perfect far, ten. Yeah. In like and like you go back and you're looking at things that literally like yeah. five year olds are doing in yeah. gym today. Whereas you look at what Simone Biles is doing yeah. now, and it's amazing. It is like things right. that back fifty years ago people didn't even think you could do with the human body. Mm. It was yeah. phenomenal. And I think about like it was only in competition that that level of greatness, mm. which we say like a characters of God, like was able to be birthed out of. And there's Man. no other way. No other to, way. There's no other way for you to be able to really experience greatness, like best worship, worship outside of competition. Right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. You yeah. have to compete. Right. Without, without competition, uh, you know, the first, you, you bounce a basketball twice and you think I've done the greatest thing right. that humans can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but it's not all good, right? No. Uh, so we, we need to pivot because yeah. we have talked about the glory mm. of the goodness of participating as a fan fan and an actual participant in sports. Yep. Um, 
But everything in creation has been affected by the fall. So let's talk about some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, the reality is our hearts are idol factories, Yeah, right? So yeah. we're always making something that's good and putting or it in John a place Calvin. that's great. <laughs> or John Calvin. <laughs> that's, that's Luther. Yeah, that's Luther. Oh, that is Luther. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, we make the, the good gift of sports and we elevate it to a place um, that uh, becomes harmful to yeah, us. That yeah. actually counters human flourishing. And so um, one of the jokes you'll hear around here is like, I mean, we just did it. Super Bowl Sunday just passed. Um, mm-hmm. And normally we have an evening service. And we didn't have an evening service on yep. Super Bowl because we knew that, you know, the reality is the the uh, impact of sports um, is like the Super Bowl Sunday is, it might as well be a holiday. Like we should get the Monday off because, yeah. it, you know, it is that huge for us. Um, so we see a sense of like, there's idolatry there, right? That oh, like, so. Well, I think— um, So you're saying people who watch you, the Super Bowl you, are No, 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 no. You, but you would recognize that, like, I think, like, and, and we rightly recognize, sadly so, that, like, we can't even try to hold a service during this time. Yeah. Because football is, is, is in an elevated place in our culture, whereas people would see it as more important to, to, to watch a football game mm. rather than to go- gather as God's people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's the idolatry. Um, and so we see it there. What are some other places that we see where sports becomes an idol, where it counters human flourishing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say that uh, when the Cardinals lose, yeah. <laughs> uh, I end up being an unpleasant people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, All right. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> which is a lot. I'm which sorry, Jim. Jim, you were <laughs> on a point there. Just ignore that. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot my answer. Where do we? Where do you see? Where do you see? We I, just saw it. No, where do you see idolatry? I will say the twelfth man of the Seahawks. The Seahawks fans. No, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that like with any of it, that there's a certain degree of devotion and identity that's totally. drawn from it. Totally. That yeah. The, the fate of the team determines the fate of your day or your week and how yes. you treat others. Totally. Yes. totally. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. What else? No, that to bit build on the emotional roller coaster that happens in my home on a Sunday afternoon. The way I treat my family with based on like the way things are going. Like that's Man, right. That is messed up. That's like tough. that is like idolatry. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm I'm joking with, about it, but like every single if we are fans of the teams we root for, when they're winning <sighs> We have a totally different emotional place yeah. mm. than like when they're losing, and that's idolatry. Mm. That is yeah. like absolute <laughs> idolatry. Absolutely. Like I talk, I joke, but say like, there's a scheduled idolatry into my calendar <laughs> of these games because I know like my emotions are going to get too wrapped in this. Where yeah. for hours after, if something happens, I, you, you joked about like when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl yeah, at the yeah. one yard line. Like things happened in my heart that <laughs> yeah. were really ugly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's idolatry. Yeah. Mm. So, so if you don't know, uh, or most people shouldn't know this, uh, but every time the Seahawks and the Cardinals play, Stephen and I bet each other two tacos. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's gotten more tacos? It's, it's been a lot of push. It's yeah. a lot of push. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially when Bruce Arians was there, you guys, it was, you guys always would come to Seattle and win, and we'd <laughs> yeah come in yeah. here and win. I always love to text someone like right after their team loses. 
Oh yeah, that, that's loving. Out. That's yeah. really loving. <laughs> if they did that hey. back to you, man, that phone would be blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, 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 I do want to. I think when it comes to idolatry, yeah. like sometimes sports can be the idol. Yeah. But then also, I think that there are other cultural idols yeah. that actually shape our view of sports and the way that we engage in sports. Mm. Uh, what oh, would some man. of those be? What would some of those cultural idols be that take center stage instead of Christ taking center stage? I think um, sometimes the motivation for people to engage in sports is so that they can make as much money as possible mm. um, rather than like enjoying the game. And then when that becomes like the most prominent thing, then you will sacrifice in many other ways um, to accomplish that goal of like fame, notoriety, yeah, wealth. I think that's one way. Yeah, we see sports become an idol for a lot of people. And like, I know I'm I'm not trying to offend any of the parents out there, but like, um, even in some ways, like sports takes over in families, right? Where it's like, totally. man, our we're going to 17 different places, and um, you know, dedicating so much time as a family and attending sports because we have this vision of. Yeah, a kid becoming this thing. Your whole life's oriented. Yeah, around it. yeah. I mean, like it does something to you, and it does something to the kid. You yeah. know, like if they don't get there because it's really hard. Yeah. Kid, so I think yeah, those are a couple yeah, of for sure. What 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 are some of those other ones? I mean, I think yeah. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the money. I think consumerism. Consumerism. Mm-hmm. Consumerism. Totally. Consumerism. Talk about that. I think about uh, it's. I would say it's dehumanizing. You don't view these athletes as people, uh, but they are literally entertainers here to meet mine. They are just commodities. There to, they're yeah. commodities to consume. So, like, we villainize. We say hor- like we can think horrible thoughts, say horrible things about. We see it all over the place. People just degrading yes. these mm. athletes as if they're not people. Right. Mm. I think you mentioned earlier. One of you guys said like. Uh, they feel worse about the loss of right. you. Like last time I checked, I'm not like I'm a Seahawks fan, and I don't play for the Seahawks. Right. Like, yeah. I, like I don't. Like, yeah, that would go really bad for me. Right. But just the idea of like how much we dehumanize the athlete. Absolutely. See that that might change things a little bit if every game they pulled one random person from the stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, say, yeah line them up. And yeah, they'd be like, yeah. There is an injury on the field. Yeah. That's the classic like Olympic. There should be one average Joe having to run. Like, what's that going on? No, this that's dude is stealing no all my stuff. Plagiarism. No way. Plagiarism. Here are my notes. No way. Warren, you've known me for a while. Have I not been saying that forever? Jim, I, the look on your face. Dude, I've been here for all of like four months. Steven, and I've Steven. been this for multiple Olympics. We'll have a conversation with Steven afterwards. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Steven's like, as I like to say, for God so loved the world. <laughs> Oh man! Yes, no, so for sure, for sure. That is a great point because I made it a lot of times. Um, I'm gonna go find the tweet from 20, 2009. So, so the I think another cultural idol mm. is like humanism, mm. yeah, and this idea that humans are the center of the world, and that if you just Try enough, work hard enough, do the right techniques that you can actually conquer everything. Yeah. Mm. And that mm. your gifts are not gifts, but they are actually things that gener- are generated from your your own will and your own human mm. yeah. strength. Yeah. I think you also see like 
tribalism or like nationalism yeah. in the sport. Like take boxing for, for yeah, well, shoot, yeah, the Olympics. But like boxing, you know, you've got a a guy hailing from Mexico and a guy hailing oh, from America, yeah. you know, and suddenly it's like, well, who? Whichever fighter wins, that, that country is probably better. You know, they, they had better training, war. better development. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's or like, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually every Rocky is kind of, right. Four. Right. <laughs> yeah. Clear, clear messaging there going on there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, literally the plot of Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Uh, uh, Sorry, one something? area, Go one ahead. area of yeah. brokenness. I've seen. This isn't really an idol, but just thing I've, I've seen. Yeah. I think this is like a brokenness with sports. Is you'll see, like, guys that are more faithful to their team mm. than even to, like, mm. their spouse or their family. Like, you wow. see, like, Come this on. idea of, we can joke, like, you take, like, a, you root for some horrible team. It's let you down. Yeah. It's failed you. This is a one-way relationship. Like, you could say this is not fulfilling. Like, and they're going to root to that for that team till the day they die. Yeah. But, like, they're out on their marriage. Uh, like, when that man. starts to get hard. And yeah. I just think about, like, there's a deeper faithfulness that I see some people having. I'll just pick on like guys, like to their sports allegiances and to their own spouse. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's super broken. And, and, and some of that so comes good. from the way in which sports is an instrument of escapism. Mm. Get into that, man, because I feel like, especially as sports were pulled away from us with the pandemic and everything like that, like it felt, uh, this is hyper, hyper, hyperbole. It felt even harder to go through a pandemic because we couldn't watch somebody dunk a basketball. Yeah, mm. totally. And I think there's something good. There's about something that. good about that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I also think that a lot of times our evenings, every time you sit on a toilet, <laughs> whatever, ESPN.com. You're, you're, you're trying yeah. to escape. You're trying to escape the real emotions you should be feeling, the real things that are in the world. And you don't want to deal with reality. Right. You don't want to deal with sin. You don't want to deal with your own sin. You don't want to deal with injustice. You don't want to deal with relational issues mm. that you have with people. Mm. And bring those to God in prayer and feel the emotions that are sitting right below the surface. Yeah. And you're just stuffing them down with LeBron James. Mm. Random and, stat searches. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Zion Williamson. You know, I need yeah. Zion Williamson because I can't handle the real world. Wow. You know? And wow. and that's when it starts to erode your humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. Uh, so, you know, the reality is everything that we partake in, consume, um, it it disciples us mm. in some way. Yeah. Another, right? Like everything is discipling us in one way or another. Yeah. Um, how are sports discipling us as a culture? Mm. That's a good question. What is it producing? I think it's a good question because— you wouldn't assume that it's discipling you. Right. Like, in what way is it discipling Yeah, in what way? I think, yeah, anyway, I'll, I won't start. Somebody else start Speak off. Speak to it. No, oh, I, think, I think even the, the sense of what you just brought up is, is so real. And most of us, um, I don't think we would recognize that that's what we're doing. So we're trying to escape. Yeah. We're looking for somewhere else to place our attention to to take our focus away because the things that are in front of us are just too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so that's teaching us something, right? Of like, well, when hard things come, when things just get too overwhelming, instead of, you know, maybe praying about it, you know, or talking to, you know, brother, sister about it, like, 
let me escape to it. Let me yeah. find something else just to take away the attention. Yeah. Just take away, let, let me place this, these things that I'm feeling in somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it seems like we are formed by, formed by repetition. We're formed by yeah. rhythms. Mm. And, and I think that the right way to, to form our rhythms is uh, like with the monastics we used to call ora et labora, to work ora and to labora. pray. Mm-hmm. These rhythms of work and rest, work and rest. And um, God even sets a rhythm of like six days of work, one day of rest. Mm-hmm. It feels like sports has a good place in the, the rest and recreation uh, aspects of, of, of the rhythms of, of the world. It doesn't have to just be on one day. Um, but it fits within the rhythms that God sets up. Yeah. But oftentimes, it it actually creates the rhythms that yes. shape our mm-hmm. life, where we're actually fitting uh, prayer, prayer and service, yes. and those sorts of things into those rhythms of sports. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, man, I feel that, and I'm guilty of this, so I'm not just condemning anyone. Like Sundays, yeah, right. Like Sundays, a day where we're supposed to be, you know, gathered as God's people, like worshiping together, like. It's Jesus. It's God's day, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, 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 in so many ways in our culture, the influence of the NFL and football—it's like, I mean, I'm having tons of conversation with folks. It's like, well, you know, I have to attend this service because the games start at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it's functionally what's happening is what you're saying, right? Like, Sunday, uh, Sunday has become football Sunday. Yeah, and church has to fit into that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I don't want to go the other way. Like, there's, no, a, there's a legalistic no, yeah, way of viewing no. Sabbath. Yes. But yes. I think the pendulum swung the other way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not now not perceived as the day of playing and praying, right. of rest, but is uh, consuming. Consuming. Yeah. 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 I think— since everything I've said that's good is apparently is a Jim Mullins uh, quote, so this, this might be <laughs> Jim see. as well. <laughs> let's, see let's, let's hear it. Let's hear I, it. I think about like sports are good when they're in their proper place. I yeah. said that. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but when the same like posture is given towards other things in life, so like uh, the the entertainment, the competition, the gamifying of sports is, is good in the context of sport, but like isn't good when we apply it to politics it isn't good when we apply it to uh family life yes. or academics or to like it's good in the context of sports but it, it disciples us to say all of life should be looked through this lens mm. all of life is a competition yeah. mm. all of life is ultimately there is winners and losers all of life there is xyz and yeah. we're discipled in that by sports yep mm. yeah. um and i think ultimately like that is forming us um in a way, and there is like we we talk creational good for a long time, but it's also distorting us when it's not in its proper place. Mm. Mm-hmm. Totally, it's good. Totally. So, um, yeah, I think those are really clear ways, and there's probably a ton of other ways that we can get into of how sports disciples us in some unhealthy ways. Um, but I was I, I wanted to get into like even within sports, like as as we kind of wrap up here, um, you. Sometimes, like, I think you you, you very um, commonly see, like, Bible verses and, um, you know, tattoos and, like, sports and faith 
interact very closely in a lot yeah. of ways, right? And sometimes it's like some of the players' up, religious upbringings and all that stuff. So sometimes you, you'll see scripture um, sported, um, quoted within sports, right? Yeah. Like, I can do all things. Through first Christ. take it, not a context. Through <laughs> <laughs> first take it, not a context. And I wanna, I'm trying to be charitable to some of the players because I, I think, yeah, some of that is just like a misunderstanding of yeah, things yeah. and we just need to place it back in its proper mm. context. <laughs> but like— um, you know, how if we believe we believe all of life is all for Jesus, how do we keep Jesus at the center, but not you know apply scriptures that don't apply to sports? Yeah, to, mm. to the yeah. How do we keep that in the right? It's rightful place. How do we keep scripture <clears throat> in its rightful place when it comes to sports? Well, you know, let let's just throw it out there. Let's sure. be honest. Who has done that around this table <laughs> oh, in your high yeah. school sports? Yeah, why are you gonna do this? Yeah. For? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if I'm going to be able to throw 95. I can do all things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a gentleman whose initials are TT, you know, and um, I'll leave TT? <laughs> his, his first initial is T, yeah. and it's followed by I-M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Tim Tebow, you know, with uh, John ah, 3, 16. Yeah. Um, what was it, the eyeliner or something like that? The eye black. Eye black? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, the eyeliner. It wasn't um, in an emo band. No. <laughs> <laughs> the eye black that had the uh, yeah. the John 316. That was pretty popular. and Yeah. Yeah, so so it's interesting. You, you hear about a lot of folks in that realm talking about sports as a platform. Mm-hmm. Like a platform mm-hmm. to get this message. And that's the only value that it has. Yeah. Like they'll even be like, oh, sports is at the end of the day, it's nothing. Right. But it's just just the platform. Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I've heard someone say, if he's in reference to work, if work, unless work is more than a platform, it will never be a platform. Mm. Like you, you, Good. in order to have that platform, there actually has to be something deeper to it. To it, yeah. Mm. Uh, to engagement. That's so good. So you've got John 3.16 on one, under one eye. But what about Genesis 1 under the other mm. eye? And, and, and this is purely conjecture. I can't, I cannot gauge Tim Tebow's heart. No. But no. I'm going to tell you something I've wondered. I wonder if some of his theology negatively affected the way that he plays football. And that's why he's not in the league right now. Let me mm. let me explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the dude was as physically gifted as you could possibly be. Yeah. And could hire the best possible coaches and sure. those sorts of things. Who could have taught the man how to throw a spiral. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he was like a <laughs> yeah. fullback as a quarterback. Right. Mm. But if you hear his theology, now maybe I missed some stuff and Please don't email me. I get crazier emails, <laughs> bigger things. Uh, if if you like, trust me. If you love Tim Tebow, I got nothing against you. But if you hear him explain his faith and talk about how well oh, sports is nothing, this and that, yeah, that that would affect. Yeah. If it's mm. nothing, why would you why even you, put yeah, the work in yeah, to yeah, throw yeah, a spiral? Yeah. Why work like, on the craft? The craft? Why work yeah. on the craft? Yeah, unless you had a theology of. That, that God created physics in a certain way, and by you mastering that ball, you are reflecting the God who is sovereign over all creation. Yeah. And you are displaying uh, his creativity and his precision and his power as you throw it. And you're showing uh, the gift of physics that he's created through right. throwing a spiral. Unless you have that, 
then it would be really hard right. to work on throwing a spiral. Mm. Mm. I don't mm. know. What do you? I don't know. What do you guys yeah. think? Mm. Have, have I taken that too far? Any Tebow def- defenders here? I know Stevens. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And I like no. Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I got. Yeah, uh, Tim Tebow. I think that that point though you're making, Jim, of if even if it's not him, no, no, no yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, someone. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, but sure. just the idea when you have a sacred secular divide. Yeah. And the, the only worth that football has, or that sports have, or business has, is I think that quote you said. If, if you know, if all that matters is the platform or something else, I'm like, why even bother messing to try to be the best at that at that deal? What you really are trying to be is an evangelist. What you're mm. really trying to be is just spoken word. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, does the work itself, does the craft itself image God and matter? Mm. Yeah. Because if it matters, then you're going to steward it. You're going to care for it. You're going to try to be the best you can be at it. Yeah. But if it's just a vehicle to carry some truth in, well, you can make a shoddy vehicle that just needs to get from point A to point, point B. Point A to mm. point B. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. What about a verse like, I can do all things through Christ with strength me? Like, what, what's problematic about that when applying it to sports? What do you got? You can literally think you could do anything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's when you end up on the Sprite commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like, what about like, they're both praying. Both teams are praying. Like, right. Right? like <laughs> who's, who's God going to listen to? Like, you know, like, I just yeah. didn't pray hard enough. That's why you lost. Like, right. Yeah. It's just, there's so many things about it that are like, well, when, well, now that we're toward the end of the podcast, sure. and I can just pick on things. That that's why some of the Christian, uh, the Christian sports movies or what whatnot, uh, I feel like erode uh, at my soul. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, because because it's like uh, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing. And then all of a sudden, someone on the team becomes a believer, yeah. and everyone on the team starts praying. Ugh. And then, like, it starts getting better, and you start completing passes. And, you know, it's like this glorious moment, and it comes down to the last play, and then they throw the touchdown. Real life is you become a believer, and you're praying, and you're praying, and you're cultivating your uh, craft, and they toss that ball to you, and you're running to the sidelines, and you see the goal line, and you tear your ACL and mm, are carted off absolutely. the field. And Jesus is still, still there. there yeah. Come on, come on. And and That's what where yeah. what happens with you and Jesus uh, in the as you're getting the MRI, MRI, you know right. that sort of thing. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, yeah. It's not tied to the circumstances, right? It's yeah, tied to the presence. Yeah, yeah. It, it turns into a type of prosperity character. gospel. Yeah, right? exactly. Where your your yeah. currency is wins and losses. Yeah, mm. and it's yeah. like no, God is not the vending machine of. You know Lombardi trophies, or right? Something. Like, yeah, and and really the context of Philippians four when it's I can do all things through Christ who strengthens right. me. It's Paul talking about how <laughs> yeah. he can be content whether he's abased or abound, right. whether, he's, whether he's poor or whether <laughs> yeah. he's rich. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. What it's saying is, it's saying whether you tear your ACL or you score the touchdown. Yeah. You can do all, all things. things. Yep. Like you can, you can encounter the the presence of God and your identity be remained intact no matter what the circumstances. So mm. good. All right, so absolute final question, um, just kind of wrapping us up here today. I know I said it on the last question, but I think this is a good one to end with. So we've already landed on sports is a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, we've talked about all the creational good of it. We've talked about where it's gone bad. 
What does sports look like in the new heavens and new earth? Mm. Does it exist? Um, yeah. Well, what, what are your thoughts of like, well, what does, what is it? What is competition? What do sports look like um, when all things are uh, made new? Mm. Mm. I want to hear from this end of yeah. the table. What do you guys got? You got some? I think it for sure exists because when I think about Jesus <clears throat> renewing all things, he is purging that which is sinful and restoring and renewing and enhancing yeah. mm. and purifying that, which creation's good. It just needs to, it's like, you know, the, the body that has been uh, sick with the disease. You don't I mean, kill the body right. to yeah. set it free from the disease. You, you got to remove, you got to kill the virus. You got to kill the disease in the body so the body can be set free. Mm. And I think about sports will be set free from all the idols, set free mm -hmm. from all the, you know, pain and suffering mm -hmm. and the, the distortions. We'll just have pure sports. We'll have, we'll have like it, it in its best form mm. in the new creation. But I think there'll be teams. There's going to be sport like people like uh, I, I think there's we'll be able to watch sports, participate in sports, enjoy sports without any of the idolatry. So you think you get dunked on in the new creation? I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and it, but there won't be any like there won't be the pointing. Well, uh, Sean Kemp's <laughs> Sean Kemp, yeah. But you're not you're not mad. You're, you're not ashamed. It's probably like man. I think about Andrew or, or a healthy level of shame. Oh, last right. podcast. That was good. Yeah, that was, was good. Last was good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. But I think about like Andrew Luck was pretty famous for like when he got sacked, he was like, oh, good hit, man. Good hit. Yeah. And uh -huh. there's a sense of like, that just seems really healthy. Yeah. Like, just that look. Like, that Your bones won't be broken if you get sacked or anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you guys know, um, you know, Tyson Chandler? Yeah. yeah. When, I, yeah. when I was playing AAU basketball, I got dunked on by Tyson Chandler. Oh, there's, there's nothing yeah, embarrassing honor, about that. Dude. Yeah. Honor and yeah. privilege. Right. Honor and adornment. No, but, but the, the moment it happened was like, I thought there's no way he's dunking the ball. Like, he's too mm. far away, mm. right? And he just lifted off. You and yeah, yeah, he's still uh, in the air. Like he was in jump shot range, you know. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, uh, and then he took two strides and just threw oh, it down. Man, and like that brief moment, I lost all sense of me being uh, his opponent. And I was like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever yes. seen. Yeah, I almost wanted yes. to start cheering for him. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, yeah. But, but but maybe in that was like a little glimpse of like yeah. the new creation. Yeah. yeah. Wish yeah. I would have had that type of reaction to getting dunked on. Yeah? No, I mean, I just... Well, I, I typically didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it like... Yeah, it's like... Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, but, so, just to throw that out there, though, if someone's sitting there being like, well, how do you know that these sorts of things are going to be there? And, and I think one thing I would encourage people to look at is Revelation 21 and 22. Mm -hmm. And especially the parts where it talks about how the glory and the honor of the nation nations will be a part of the, yeah. the, 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 the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and new earth. And what that's specifically referring to, it's alluding back to Isaiah 61. Mm. And it's talking about how in Isaiah 61, or not 61, um, 50, 63? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, maybe it's 61, actually how all these tribes are bringing the best of their textiles, yeah. the best of their cultural products to the, to Jerusalem. And it's being incorporated into the temple. Mm. And revelation is using that same language to say that like the best of human culture doesn't just get extinguished when Jesus returns, 
but it's actually incorporated into our eternal worship of Jesus somehow. And we don't know how, and we don't know how it looks, but it is a part of our eternity. So if if you're saying, I'm just going to focus on eternal things, then focus on basketball. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Any final thoughts? That was really good. Good. All right. Guys, I hope that this conversation has been helpful and maybe um, helping you maybe to reimagine um, just how you engage in sports. And if you're an athlete, just how um, God delights in your ability and what you're able to do. And man, we keep our we keep our hopes, we keep our eyes set on the new heavens and new earth, and we will be able to enjoy sports um, without all the different ways it's been distorted that we talked about today. So, I want to thank you guys for listening and um, go watch a game. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the All of Life podcast. To get more information on Redemption Church Tempe, you can download the Redemption Tempe app or you can send an email to tempe at redemptionaz.com.